Welcome to another In the Telling Scrap episode, segments that are too good to be left on the cutting room floor. Clarify for me, I probably could Google this, but I've just never thought about it before. What makes it fine art? Like, why do we say fine? And then when do we not use that? I mean, it depends on who you ask. I say fine art because it sounds good. Because <laughs> it makes makes people want to look at my stuff more. Again, like, it just depends on who you ask. Some people will say it's things that don't serve another purpose other than art. And so it's fine art. Some people will say there's, like, a level of validation that has to come from the outside world for it to be fine art. Okay. Like critical acclaim. Critical acclaim, how much money people will spend on it. Yeah, I don't know. I just call it fine art because... My work is very illustrative, and so people will often... There's a whole thing in the art world about illustration not being a form of fine art. So if I call it fine art... <laughs> you're saying, like, even though... So even illus- though illustrative... Is illustrative. Um, it, about that it tells us It tells a story Okay. without words, but most of my drawings tell a story. Um, and drawing is kind of an illustrative medium, too, like the difference between oil painting and drawing... You know, like, you kind of have to fight for, to be seen as a fine artist when you do drawing as opposed to painting or sculpture or collage, you know what I mean? Is some of that the material you're using, too, that that it gets kind of a pedantic rap? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely something I struggle with, is the perceived value of a drawing, regardless of the skill or the time it takes compared to an oil painting, is just less because it's a drawing. So when you say, I'm a fine artist and illustrator, you're like, my stuff's going to s- tell a story, but it is <laughs> it is worth worth but it's just art. its aesthetic value yeah. alone. <laughs> but it's art. I almost swore, but I don't know if I'm allowed to. Sorry. <laughs> it's art, dang it. <laughs> I, had, I had someone this week who I was talking to a makeup artist, and she was like, here's what I'm going to charge you. I know what my work worth is. And yeah. I was like, good on you like for knowing, for being like, this is what I charge. Oh, this yeah. is what I'm worth. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a big part of becoming a prof- professional artist is realizing what your work is worth. But it's not just what my time is worth, which, you know, I tried to pay myself a certain amount per drawing hour. But it's also, you know, the perceived value of my work. Like, I can't charge significantly more or significantly less than other people who are doing pen and ink work, if that makes sense. Because there is still... Like, I don't just randomly set a value. Like, there's definitely a market and what things are worth in that market. So you're not just looking at it and being like, I love it this much. I will part with it for this amount of money. Sometimes I do. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I do. Um, But no, no, generally it's just this is what this is worth. This is what other people charge combined with how much I want to spend myself per drawing hour, which doesn't include all the other work you put into running your own business, right? Like, drawing is the only thing that actually pays me. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of a a fun math. People ask me all the time, what should I charge for my art? And I'm like, it is, there's like so much research and thought and kind of like feeling it out that goes into it. Um, so one of the things in the order, in the order in which you do things in the book, first of all, I thought for sure, like, I don't know, maybe because I don't know what I'm doing, that it would be like, here's how to draw a box. Like, you know, like we just, we just start. And I like, I like that you took the time to be like, let's talk about different types of ink, different types of pens, different types of paper. But then you had this one that I was like, okay, I know all the things. Like, I'm ready. Let's do this stuff. <laughs> I have my pens. Yes. Like, <laughs> I, 
I'm going to use the cheap stuff because I'm going to mess up a lot first. That's and then that's great. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is my self awareness. Yes. Um, but then you have this one on setting up for success, and you talk about like the way that people sit and like your feet on the. Why? Why did you include that? Because the publisher wanted it. <laughs> Tr- truly? It's a, it, it's the format that they do this series of books in. Okay. Um, so they didn't choose what I said, but they did say they wanted a section that was preparing yourself, like setting yourself up to be ready to draw, basically. Is that something you had, like, had never thought of before? No, I've definitely thought of it. And it's something that they do teach you in art classes, okay. like in school. Um, but I did put a lot of thought into it. As to, like, what does that mean to me? Like, what do I do maybe subconsciously that gets me ready to draw? And, like, there's definitely a space I go to. I certainly don't keep both feet firmly planted on the ground, and I have terrible posture. These are all, like, ideals that probably I very seldom, very seldom actually do. But I'm definitely, like, I'm very drawn to natural light. I always, like, crave natural light when I'm drawing. I want to have sunlight when I'm drawing during the day. Um... So there are things in there that I definitely always subconsciously do, but I had never consciously been like, okay, like, here's how I'm sitting. Here's how I'm holding my pen. <laughs> so I just had to kind of think of like, okay, what do I do? And then put it into this little section that they wanted. <laughs> do you have moments though where you're like, I hurt. Oh, it's because I'm holding my body this way. Like... Most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. And if, if I drew with better posture and both feet on the ground, I am sure that would not be a problem. <laughs> But I don't, like, I get, like, tension headaches and I get, like, sore shoulders all the time because of how I sit when I'm drawing. It's awful. It's terrible. You would not want to see how I sit when I'm drawing. Well, now that you've said it, I totally do. (laughs) It's, like, the worst hunched over position you could possibly have your body do. (laughs) How do you, um, like, how do you begin a piece? Do you, like, do you have a, a thought, like, a concept, a story, a feeling, or you're like, today is Wales? Um, yes to all of that like literally all of that um it depends on the kind of piece I'm doing sometimes I need to express something and usually I'm really strange for most artists in that I don't like to sketch so I usually have a piece worked out in my head before I ever start drawing. You're not doing, like, thumbnails? You're not pulling out a, pit, a pencil? No. And... I mean, I do use pencil first. So okay. I do work out composition with pencil first. But before I even do that, I know what a piece is going to look like in my head. And, I mean, it changes as I'm drawing. But compositionally, thematically, I've worked everything out in my head before I ever start. Like, I can, I see it in my head before I start drawing it. Uh, compare, contrast, like how, how much of your process do you think happens in your head before the paper part? Um, compositionally, it's like 99% happens in my head. Does that take like hours, days, week? Like how long Sometimes. are you marinating? Yeah, no, that's, things just marinate. Oh. Like they just stay in there. I'll do, I'm trying to think of an example. I, I have one piece that I was working out in my head. And often the process is, I'll have like, okay, I want to do this. And then it will be marinating in my head for days and days and days as I'm drawing, you know, other small things or other things I'd been thinking about. And finally, I'll have like a breakthrough, like kind of a mental breakthrough and be like, oh, duh, like that's what goes there. And then it feels right. And then I can see it all in my head and then I'll start drawing. That's very cool. It's strange. Most artists like actually sketch. I don't. <laughs> you, you, well, you are. I mean, just that's a happening in Yeah, it's a mental. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I like that. Yeah. Okay. One more technical question because I really wanted to ask you. Yeah. In, in my own experience in attempting to do your stuff, 
Um, I was like, yep, it's true. It turns out I can't do this too fast. Like, I can't rush it. (laughs) But, like, you really are very precise. It it looks like. It looks to me like like I'd have to take out a ruler and be like, (laughs) or just practice, like, how many times can I make marks next to each other without the distance being totally inequitable? Did you ever, like, just drill yourself? Or have you just done it enough that it comes out? I think part of it is natural. Part of it is, like, a natural thing for me it's you're doing this gesture that makes me think of rhythm yeah yeah it's a natural rhythm for me okay um but also I've done it so much and you'll see on my earlier pieces it's not nearly as uniform and tidy as it is um it's but it is definitely like a subconscious thing for me like it just between practice and kind of naturally being able to draw straight lines next to each other. <laughs> like, I like that you use the word tidy because I want to add that to the list of dichotomies because I feel like when I zoom in, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at how tidy. But when I zoom out, not that it's messy. I don't want to say it's untidy, but there it, it, it like uh, life is happening and life is a little chaotic, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. So, so the picture doesn't seem like pristine emotional moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. That's really cool. Is that overt, or is that just a byproduct of how that works? So much of my art just happens. Like, it just happens. But I think that dichotomy definitely speaks to me as a person, and probably most people, is that I can be really meticulous and tidy and, like, really weird about some things. And then also some things I'm just like, whatever, like, I don't care. So (laughs) I feel like it kind of speaks to that. But I think it's part of the... Sorry, it's, it's part of the medium as well, because pen and ink is you're only working with black and white, at least the types of pens I use. There's no value, there's no difference between lighter and darker in the actual stroke of the pen. It's either black or white. And that creates this texture, like no matter how tidy you are, it creates this texture because everything is black against white, black against white. And creating darks and lights in the piece are just more black, less black. So more white shows through. But your brain is still processing that it is black against white, no matter how much black you put in there or how much white you leave in. Does that make sense? So yeah. it creates kind of like a roughness, almost. Like nothing's really super tidy because there's this texture of black against white with no gray. <laughs> <laughs> 